0: Today on the podcast, I'm gonna be telling and talking about what to do after you've lost your job. And we're gonna talk about how you can turn this into the biggest opportunity of your life. Hey, I'm Mark, and welcome to Mediocre Money. This is my podcast about financial independence, where I'm gonna bring you research, advice, strategies, and tips on how to manage your money and start living life on your own terms. Together, we'll become financially free. Let's get started. So originally, this question came from a guy named Tyler from Manitoba. And he asked me on my Mediocre Money Financial Independence YouTube channel. He said, my company just laid off half of its workforce from the COVID-19 crash. What should I do now? So this is a great question that Tyler has and something that obviously at the time I'm recording this, this is during the COVID-19 crash where there have been millions of people laid off from your job. And I just want to start off by saying about how sorry I am that this happened because for everyone really getting laid off from your job is a stressful time. Even if you have other sources of income and are like relatively stable, Losing your main source of income and also just losing the stability of your company and the support of your, pe- of your peers and your coworkers, And then also having to worry about where can you even get EI and where can the next rent check come from or when how can you pay your mortgage? I don't want to undermine how much of a stressful time this is. However, it's also a really, really good opportunity, and that's what we're going to be discussing about today is not is going from this misfortunate, unfortunate event of losing your job and trying to turn this not just to survive, but to really come out of this, this hardship in a better position than you were before financially, career-wise, hopefully emotionally and healthy too. So let's get into this because honestly, I have had some experience with this. I actually got laid off from my job once too. Now it was lucky for me because I had built up some other streams of income at the t- at the same time. So I had, I believe three other sources of income when I lost my job and one of them was rental income through what is called house hacking and the house hacking has enabled me to live in my house where i live now but i rent out the rooms and the rent from those rooms covers more than just my mortgage and utilities so i'm actually making a little bit of money from it like very little uh, but the purpose is is that i live for free i don't pay utilities i don't pay rent um, and i don't pay my mortgage So that's all paid for by me. So immediately, just that that one decision in my life of deciding to house hack has been incredibly transformative, transformative for me as far as my financial health goes and my financial well-being. But let's get back to the question and task at hand, which is... Getting laid off from your job, let's assume that you don't have any extra income to rely on and let's say you have to pay rent, right? That's what I'm assuming Tyler's situation is like. And that's, to be honest, most people who get laid off, that's what their situation is like. Uh, Their income and their salary is their entire well-being. It's what they rely on completely. Um, Statistically speaking, most Canadians live paycheck to paycheck. So this is probably the most stressful time for an individual is getting let off from your job, especially if maybe your wife, Tyler, might be a stay at home mom or or vice versa. Maybe uh, you you have uh, the breadwinner was the, the woman and the man got um, was a stay at home dad. But regardless of the scenarios, this is stressful. OK, we have to recognize that. Um, so. I'm going to break this down into two parts. So part 1 is going to be what are you doing for cash now? Because clearly like you lose your job but you still need money for your essentials, right? You still need money for your house, for your that's either your rent or your mortgage. You still need money for your utilities, you still need money for food. You still need money for transportation of some sort, I'm assuming. So how we need to make sure that these costs are all addressed and covered before we can really worry about anything else. And now the the first step of part one really is you need to cut back all of your non necessary spending. So I just went over the essential spending, which is housing, utilities, food, transportation, transportation, even is like, uh, well, do you really need to spend that much on transportation if you're unemployed right now? But we need to cut back on all the non necessity items. So that means no chocolates, no booze, no more eating out, no buying takeout, go through your credit card statement and cancel every single subscription that you have. You'd be surprised at how many subscriptions we end up signing up for. I went through this exercise with one of my roommates and he actually found that he has been paying for a National Geographic magazine for the past seven years, delivering it to his old college dorm address or college house address. So someone over in uh, on the other side of of Halifax and Dartmouth has been getting um, free National Geographic for seven years. And my roommate has been paying that. Right. And I mean, mind you, it's only seven bucks a month, but you're not even using that. So I think you should be canceling every single subscription that you have: your NBA package, your Dishon package, your Netflix package, Crave package, um, even your if you have a home phone and and satellite TV. I think you should cancel those too. Uh, these are non-essentials. There are legal places, legal places to watch it, or bum Netflix or Crave off of one of your friends or family. So this is the first thing that we need to do is we need to cut all your non necessary costs. And one other thing too, you need to stay the heck away from Amazon, stay off of Amazon, stay off of online shopping. Basically, everything that you see that has been going up since we've had the COVID-19 lockdown. So Amazon shopping is going up, um, online shopping is going up, booze orders are, is going up. You get home delivery now for craft beer, which is awesome if you can afford it. Um, there's takeout now exclusively. And so now it's pretty much every restaurant is, that is still open is doing Uber Eats and skip the dishes. So all of these things that you see people are spending more money on, you need to cut this back. Like I just said, losing your job is a very stressful time and it is a financial emergency. Okay. An emergency means you do not have the luxury of spending money on dark chocolate or spending money on a mediocre bottle of wine. It's, you need to cut back all this spending. And that includes all your subscriptions. And that includes staying off of Amazon and online shopping, block the sites. If you need to cut up your credit cards, if you really need to, but i honestly, I don't think you should do that. (coughs) Well, excuse me. So Then we've cut back all of our non necessary costs. So, so far, I'm hoping that you will be able to um, do that fairly quickly and reap those benefits pretty instantly. You should be able to. And the next step would be to see what you can reduce from your necessary costs. So perhaps you have two cars. Maybe you can sell one. Maybe you're having a really expensive lease. You could perhaps trade it back in for um, nothing or maybe just pay to get out of it and uh, use that bike that you never dust off. For food, like you need to stop eating smoked salmon and hell, meat just in general is insanely expensive and it's, very, it's not very calorie dense either. Well, it's fairly calorie dense, but uh, food more foods are much more calorie dense than meat is. And meat is what start caused the whole... COVID-19 crash in the first place and all these autoimmune viruses. So um, pasta dishes and stir fries are your friend in this case. So making your basic pasta dishes making stir fries with rice. These are really really good options for you to make cheap bulk affordable meals. Now when it comes to reducing your necessary spending of your living situation. So whether this is your rent or your mortgage. This can usually be too tricky to try to move, and usually there's extra costs that incur with moving. So you, if even if you are in a really expensive place right now, um, I mean, maybe depending on the circumstances in your city, maybe uh, having a place to move to that you can find for really cheap is an option and that would actually save you a lot of money. So maybe it is an option, but for the most part, when you lose your job, you're not really looking to move places. So, but you can make money in, in other different ways too, right? So you have the option to potentially rent out a room. And even if you're renting already, you might be able to like sublet that, that spare room or even put up a bed on Airbnb. And you can also try calling your landlord or try calling your bank with your mortgage situation. And regardless of whether you're in a pandemic or not, um, try calling up your landlord, try calling up your whoever has your mortgage payments, explain to them the situation. These people are not just out to gouge you for all of their dollars. You are also a valuable customer to them. And believe it or not, but banks don't want you to dis, uh, to foreclose on your mortgage or to have to sell your house because you can't pay your mortgage. Banks don't want that. And your landlord doesn't want you to move out to either because then you have to your landlord has to put in work to go find new tenants and who knows if they even can. So... You have to understand that you are not this little pawn in someone else's game. You have say, you have sway. So you need to call up your landlord and call up whoever has your mortgage and explain to them your situation. Hi, my name is Mark. I just lost my job and I'm trying to get a new one right now. At the meantime, is there any way you could help me out in reducing the rent cost temporarily for a couple months? Or is there any way you could help me with my mortgage costs for a couple months? Or is there any way you can decrease your my my house insurance? Another huge thing too is call up your your car insurance because especially when you lost your job, usually your car insurance weighs heavily on how much daily driving you do. And they assume everybody is commuting to work every day in their own car. So call up your your car insurance and Tell them that you are now no longer driving, that you are driving less than 10 kilometers a week. You say you just need to go out and get groceries and, and interview every once in a while. And so you can get your car insurance reduced dramatically that way. Also, try calling up your utility companies and tax bills. Explain them situa- the situation and you would honestly be surprised how many are willing to accommodate you. When I initially got laid off from, from my job back a while ago, um, this was not during the, the COVID-19 crash, but um, when I got laid off from my job, there was uh, I, I had a, bi- a bill for $2,000 for my house taxes, so my property taxes, and I called up 311 and got a hold of the city, I explained to them the situation, and they extended my payment for uh, 30 days. So I actually had quite a long time before I even had to pay them back, which was great. It allowed me to stockpile a little more cash, save up for it, and it wouldn't hit me as hard. I, did, I didn't have to dig into my line of credit because of this. So that was amazing to do, so I highly recommend you do the same. And now, now we've basically have, we've, so step one of part one, we cut all your non-essential spending. Step two, you reduce all your essential spending. But you still need to make money. okay? so we still have some essential costs. It's pretty much it's almost near impossible to live for free nowadays. So you now still have to figure out how to make money somehow. So EI, employment insurance or Canada's Health Crisis Fund, or the the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit now is open, but usually we only have EI to rely on. So immediately apply for EI. Now, there are situations that you might not be able to get EI, or perhaps, depending on how much money you're making before, you might not get that much in EI. So, for example, I was making a boge a little over $70,000 a year for my salary, and when I got laid off, my EI was just a bit less than $2,000 per month, which is almost the maximum you can get for EI. So, that just gives you an example And I did some calculations and I put it on my Instagram at mediocre money. If you guys want to check out the calculations for other people, but if you are making like less than $50,000 a year, um, your EI payments drop significantly. So for the most people, um, you're not looking at that much money per month and you eventually will have to pay taxes on this, not right away, but you, when tax season comes around, you will have to pay tax on that income. So right now we're getting the income tax free. So usually we'll get hit with quite a big tax bill at the end of the year if you're relying on EI. So what I recommend doing is now you got to try to find if EI can't cover your expenses. Well, you need to find more money. If EI can, like for myself in the given in my given situation when I lost my job, I also had my rental income coming in. So I was actually living for free as it was. I only had to pay for food and EI was easy enough for me to to pay for food two thousand dollars a month i only spend like less than 500 usually per month on food so if you can't survive off of just ei which newsflash most people can't ei is not meant to be a salary replacement it's meant to be like a temporary emergency support net and it's really not meant to be relied off so if you don't have anything else, EI really, we can't view it as this, um, like saving grace anymore. So try picking up a part-time job. Uh, even honestly at a grocery store or a pizza delivery place, pizza delivery places, like the turnover is just all the time. Maybe you can get a job bartending. Um, obviously not at the time I'm recording this during COVID, uh, the coronavirus shutdowns, uh, you can't bartend, but Usually, bartending is a great place to find a quick, easy job or delivering pizzas somewhere, driving for Uber or Lyft if it's available in your city. And then also, there's other options too, right, which is you can try going on Fiverr and try online marketplaces and offer resume editing for others. Uh, Especially with so many people unemployed now, there's a lot of people looking for help polishing up their resume, dusting it off and getting that going which is kind of ironic that you would lose your job and then offer help to help other people get a job. But it's something you could do to make money off of still. A big thing that I recommend, too, is to use to try to make an extra five hundred dollars a month from a hobby that you enjoy. So my last podcast episode was on this completely how to make an extra five hundred dollars a month from your hobby and for, so for myself, I'm a big biker in the summertime and I'm a big paddler in the summertime and I'm a big skier in the wintertime. And in the wintertime, I have all my gear to tune up my skis. So I tune up other people's skis. I put it on Facebook Marketplace and Kijiji. I even boost my Facebook Marketplace ads and I get quite a lot of money, usually about an extra $500 a month from just edit uh, from just uh, sharpening and waxing a couple skis every once in a while. So, okay, so you've done all this and you've cut back, you've negotiated some immediate savings, and now you've got some money coming in. So now you can take a breath. So you're good to go now. You're running thin, but you are surviving for the time being. So you can take a breath knowing that you are okay, that you're going to be all right. So now it's time for step two or part two, really, of your job loss, which is your future and your future career. And now this is where your biggest opportunity lies. Now, ideally, you want to own capital, you want to own assets that generate you money as opposed to trading time for money. It is taxed extremely favorable. And so for example, and most people just shrug off taxing. They're like, yeah, I know real estate is like tax less than salary, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of ignore it. But let me give you this as an example you can make $48,000 a year from dividends in Canada and pay zero tax on it. Or if you were to earn $48,000 per year in a salary, your take-home pay is only about like $35,000, I believe. So there is $13,000 that you had to spend in tax. So just by owning dividends and making that money in dividends instead of instead of in salary you're making an extra $13,000 by doing absolutely nothing. And dividends you don't even need, you don't need to work 2,000 hours a year to get dividends either. You just need to have enough money saved up to get it. So the work required is zero, you earn an extra $13,000, and for most people you could probably live off of $48,000 a year. So that's why where we want to get get to eventually, but now we're all in different stages in our career and in our financial journeys, so that's not a reality to instantly just be able to go and say, all right, now that I lost my job, I'm going to just make my money solely from dividends. Like, that's that's unrealistic. We need to have money saved up and invested in order for that to happen. So there's a ton of other ways you can do this as well from owning assets. Rental properties is an amazing one. Uh, putting that through a business as well and paying yourself in dividends, you can do that. Stock market investments, obviously. And then online products as well. So perhaps you have a website that's generating money for you but, or starting your own business. But obviously that's uh, starting your own businesses is, um, is pretty risky, I would say for the most pe- part because most people don't realize how many different aspects go into running your own business. And the most important aspect is getting customers, right? Whatever your business is, how are you going to get customers? Like you want to make a Shopify store? That's great. I don't really care. But how are you getting customers to your Shopify store? Are you spending ads? Okay. How much does it cost for your ads? Have you spent ads before? Have you tried out ads? Like what's your approximate cost to get that person? So really do your research and know what you're getting into before and make sure that you can get a paying customer before. So. That's what I would caution you if you are going to start some sort of online product or uh, uh, online business or any sort of business for that matter. Um, Obviously, we all want to get to those places where we just have that income coming in from dividends or real estate or stock market investments or a business that's kind of hands off and not directly related to our hours put in. But that's not necessarily realistic. So now you most people are just like, all right, I lost my job. I'm going to go get a new job. However, I would highly caution against just going to get another job because now since you've done part one now, which is you cut all your costs, both your essential and non-essential costs. Now you have some breathing room because you can, in theory, live off this for if EI usually can last for up to almost a year, I think 11 months. So you have time and you have time to. Figure out where you want to go in your life and in your career. So, if you want ever wanted to switch industries or positions, now is the time to you to use online certifications and do networking on LinkedIn to get you into that new industry. This these are the two biggest things that can really really set you apart from other people. Literally, get some online certifications and do LinkedIn networking with your potential ideal job. So, for example. I used to be in the oil and gas industry and I wanted to switch into the marketing industry eventually. And over time, I started looking on LinkedIn and finding companies that were in an industry that I would be interested in learning in. And then I would reach out to the people who were at those companies and say, Hey, I'm curious. I've seen that you guys are growing and are applying for jobs. I'm just wondering how you like working there. And I just start a conversation because the more people get to know you, the more they're going to be able to at least see see your resume come in um, or you're going to be able to say, actually, you know what, after hearing what you've talked about, this, uh, your company and your position, I feel pretty interested. I'm trying to break through the marketing industry and I've actually just applied for your, your job. Most of the time, if you've built up a relationship with them over the past few weeks or months, they're going to go and say to HR and say, hey, you should really check this guy out. So it at least gets you that foot in the door. And believe it or not, that goes a long, long way. <laughs> I think every, okay, almost every job that I, I got, except for one, uh, came from knowing people beforehand. So that is the number one way that people get jobs. So do not underestimate LinkedIn networking. And a good way to back it up is if you're, say, changing from oil and gas industry into marketing is to actually get online certifications, right? Go get your Google ad certification, go do Facebook ad certifications. And that just proves it. To the people that you're networking with that you are, yes, serious and putting in an effort to change the industries and to get updated to the industry that you want to change into. Now, we already started about we'll talking uh, starting your own business. Perhaps that was something that you did want to do as well. This would be a good time to think about it. Now, I wouldn't say starting your own business is a great thing to do for most people, especially if your business requires a lot of capital. Now is probably not the time that you have a lot of capital to be spending. However, if you can make a business that can produce cash flow, that's what you want it to do is to get more and more assets that are producing you cash flow on a consistent monthly basis. So for example, an electrician or a plumber, you guys might have a really, really easy time starting your own business and being able to cash flow quite a lot of money from that. So that might be a good business to start. But if you wanted to spend 300k developing an app or developing a website for some sort of new business tech idea that you have um, i would scrap that idea to be honest for the most part and then the other option that you have for your future career is maybe it's time to develop a high income skill and so this is where you can kind of become a contractor which is kind of like running your own business but you basically work for other businesses only not just for yourself so this is something like copywriting, coding, uh, search engine optimization, which is what I do, uh, or even if you're a real expert at teaching a particular subject matter. So these are some really good options. Now, it's tough to break into this because you, yes, you still need to do get some clients, but for the most part, like I used to work, when I worked in the oil and gas industry for say, there was some people that were, including myself, that were experts on uh, natural occurring radioactive materials. And the people who were, experts in that, you could easily because people already knew that you were an expert, that you had certain skills in training and certifications that no one else did. People didn't really have a lot of choice in who they're going to hire. Right. And so now when my primary skill is search engine optimization and building websites, um, I already do. I specialize in law firms, local SEO. And so it's very easy for me to say when someone else another law firm is looking at is that uh, looking at building their marketing and building their search engine optimization it's very easy for them to look at me and say oh look what he did for this client already for for this law firm in Halifax like clearly like that's who we want to get right so it's very definitive when you have these high income skills who will be your next uh, company they want to contract you out or hire you so that would be something that I would really look at developing if you are um, wanting to do something like that. And for the, the best part about that is that you can work for multiple con- contracting to multiple companies at the same time, and you can be charging a lot more for your time too. And then you get business expenses as well, so it's all, uh, it's all really great tax-wise. So that is what I have for the most part for this episode. That's how you can go from losing your job, to becoming able to have some breathing room by securing your expenses and really locking down a little bit of base income to let you breathe. And then kind of helps you point you in a general direction on where you can go from here and where you can evolve your future career and your future life and develop your skills now for getting into an area where you want to be. And it might take eight months to learn SEO or to become really good at coding and to to, to get that first uh, contracted company on board. But that's okay. This is when you have time, right? You have breathing room now. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Please give it a subscribe. If you're not subscribed to it already, Um, you can obviously subscribe to it wherever you're listening to it, but it's on Stitcher. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on Google. It's on um, Anchor. It's on, it's on everything. So please share this podcast as I'm really trying to grow it this new year and trying to get podcasting more. And if you'd like to come on the podcast and ask a question, then DM me on Instagram at Mediocre Money. And I'd be happy to have you on. It'd be great to have a conversation with some of the viewers. All right, everyone. I hope you all the best. I wish you all the best. I don't hope you all the best. I hope you have a great day and I wish you all the best. And this is Mark from Mediocre Money. Have a great day. Peace out.